The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Summer Breakfast. Julian DeStoop and Simon O'Donnell with you once again this morning. I uh, hope you had a fantastic day yesterday. Looking outside, Simon, it is a bit lighter today, so I can actually make a judgment on the weather. It's cloudy. It's an overcast day here in Melbourne, uh, but dry, unlike our friends up in Sydney. Oh, no, don't go there, Once morning, again, Jules. just delivered when it comes to major sport and weather. You know, more days are lost in cricket in Sydney when they played in the middle of summer than Manchester. No. Yes. That can't be right. You, been, you would have been to Manchester plenty of times. Miserable. Place. Lovely place. Great place. Miserable Rains weather. Goodness. Rains a lot, old Manny. <laughs> Goodness me. That's a bit the, of me. the winner is Sydney. <laughs> you know you have a lot of rain when you when you cover your covers have a sponsor. You, you I had a laugh at that. I, I, I had a laugh at that yesterday. I was so filthy they were going off. I got out of the chair and said, "Ah, <sighs> go to bugger about enough." NRMA sponsor the covers. On the back of the covers, it says "Help." <laughs> 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 Having a laugh, that old NRMA. <laughs> oh, we'll get stuck. We'll get stuck into that issue because it 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 was a bit ridiculous. Yes, it was a weird old day. We started off weird with Matt Renshaw standing just a little bit on the side during the uh, anthem. Everyone's like, what's going on here? COVID. (laughs) Tough for him. Tough for him. He's fought his way back after his his initial um, time in the test team Mm -hmm. and then gets back in and wants to be part of it and and feel, you know, because the change room is such a big part of, Cricket being in there and listening to the talk and talking what's going on out there and all that sort of stuff. And he's isolated in some little room downstairs. Poor bugger. Times have changed in 12 months. Imagine that was 12 months ago. He would have been anywhere near the joint. Do you really think him just standing a couple of metres to the side is really going to prevent anyone else potentially getting COVID? Think if you've got COVID, you shouldn't play. Uh, well, I think it need if... to be as black and white as that. Mm. It looks silly and it's yeah. tough on him. What are you meant to do if he makes 100? Wave to him from a metre and a half off. <laughs> well, don't I'm know. You can't go I'm and hug him. but don't come anywhere near me. You can't go and hug him. Yeah. So I'm not – I'm thinking of Matt Renshaw. Mm. He's earned his spot. It's just tough the way he's now got to do it. Will South Africa have someone at bat pad for him or is that too close? Silly yeah, mid-off? I could be bat pad. But Silly mid-off? When he walks away to squeeze the sweat out of his helmet, you want to be you – know, Toddling off somewhere else. Oh, strange old yeah, day. Yeah, it is strange. strange. Strange old day. And then Marnus was out, and then he wasn't out, and then he comes back in, he goes out, and then they go off. Oh, what a nice stitch up at Channel 7 of the poor old umpire. Well, what about that stitch please up? Please explain. Well, they were going through all the angles. Mm-hmm. What did it take? Four minutes? Yeah, probably. Through all the different angles. Yep. And Richard Kettlebrough, I think, was the, mm-hmm. the third umpire. He was you know, doing his best he could. He saw the fingers come back, so he thought it had been grass. So, yep, grass, not out. Pistol, change your decision. It's now not out. And then Channel 7 come back from their next break and blow it up and show that it was out. Well, that's good broadcasting. It stitches the umpire up. But it's good it broadcasting. But, but if, if I'm the, view, if I'm the, the viewer, if I'm the viewer at home, I want to see that. If you pay the broadcaster to give the best pitches possible to make the right decision out in the middle of the sport you cover, 
So you just hold that back so you, you cause the controversy. You think Channel 7 deliberately held that back? Well, I don't know why that – well, now it should be right on the front of any discussion with your broadcaster that if you're going to come back with a different angle for your commentators than you give to the umpire, not on. Mm, no, I agree not with that. On. No, I agree with that. If, that, if that's how it played not out. not on. Mm. And that, that's how I saw it play out. Mm. They're sitting in my chair, I'm watching, thinking, oh. and then suddenly they, they just – Blow it up, and you can, you know, on the blow-up vision, you'd say, oh, he's definitely caught it. That's mm. gone straight in. No, no problem. Yet the umpire didn't have the chance to look at that vision. Now, that's just, that's just making the game look stupid. Mm. It's making the, the review system look stupid, and they're the host broadcaster of the game. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, we've got Lewis Martin on tomorrow. We might have to ask him uh, that uh, question. And then, obviously, we'll, we'll get stuck into this a little bit later uh, in the show. But the whole issue around bad light and being off the ground when it's not raining, the lights are on and you're still not out there playing. Pardon the pun, but cricket, and Steve Wall made the point yesterday and plenty of others, it's in the dark ages, cricket, with this stuff. With well, Sydney's cricket. in the dark ages too. But they've been racing on heavy 10s since February. <laughs> now they're getting... Missing time in the test match, it's just unfortunate. They're, they're so close to the coast. But, uh, you know, yes, why are we building all these light towers? Come on. You know, just... Test cricket's, you know, it's got a battle. Yeah. It's got a battle. Yeah. For eyeballs, it's got a battle for spectators, it's got a battle against other forms of the game. Come on. The more we watched, you know, that light meter sitting on the stump there yesterday and, you know, just thought, mate, there's five light towers. They're, they're going full blast. Just go out and play. Just go out and play. Very frustrating if you're one of the 31,000 people that goes and you're sitting there and it's not raining and the lights are on and there's no players out there. Yeah. No, no. Uh, there's something, yeah, they need to address that in some way. Oh, I don't know how they do it. From what I gather, the meet, light meters they use don't don't take any or they don't initiate any contact with Light, you know, the the unnatural mm, light. Yeah. They, don't, they only work on natural right. light. Right. So, yeah, so they don't take into the light yeah, so, being you know, on. Really, it should be with the lights on. Yeah, this is the here's, reading. Here's what mm. the reading is. But they don't, there's no contribution from the unnatural light to the light they mm. play under. And, and that's just, you know, why have them? Why have them? Why turn them on during the day? Just leave them off and let it be dark. Because it doesn't contribute anything. Mm. Leave them off and let it be dark. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. We're solving a few of the world's problems this morning, aren't we? If anyone else wants to, if anyone else wants to solve some of the world's problems, one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the open line. I'll sing this through a forty winks. Temper text zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Got Jared later on. Did you, have you mentioned that? I'm just about to, but no, go up. Far away. Who's on, our, on who's on our McCafe menu? I'm excited to talk to Jared. I like, like getting Jared's perspective of life. People know who you are, man. It <laughs> <laughs> makes like, me laugh. <laughs> I like to get his perspective mm-hmm. on, on Marnus and the and the the wicket and the blowing up of the ball afterwards and the umpire didn't get a chance to look at that vision. So I'm genuinely excited to speak to Jared. Like it. I'm more excited when I come in to speak to you. That's an interesting doubt. 40 Wings temper from Michael. Sorry, Scoob. They said yesterday the umpires use Foxtel cameras, not Channel 7. That's why he didn't have the footage. Would that be right? Uh, well, That's wrong! What, <laughs> whatever cameras they are, and I apologise to 7 if it's not 7s, well, just, and I apologise to Foxtel if it's not Foxtels, but bottom line is, whichever broadcaster 
then blows it up. And it was Channel 7 I was watching that had the vision that blew it up. Mm. So whoever's getting it, I think both are getting the same feed. They should, they have, just they should just have access manner. to everything. That, yes. that's, that's the point. Sure. Mackenzie Harvey's also going to join us. So he was at the other end uh, during the whole ManCAD fiasco the other night uh, when uh, Adam Zampa was involved there. Did you, did you catch any of the darts yesterday? No, I didn't catch Oh, it. my I, goodness. Sorry, I did. I saw the bald fellow. Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, throw one, two, three into the green one, which I think was 180. That's that right, one? yeah. He just did that at will. It was an. It was a, looks well, it. It, was an, it was a very high standard, uh, and there was a nine data, which really happens. A nine data, where you basically Definitely. win the set with just throwing nine darts. If if you get all one eighties, not at, no, you go one eighty. You can go. There's a few ways you can do it. You can go two one eighties, and then that way, or you can go one eighty, one seventy seven. And then I'll try and work out my maths from there. Uh, 134, that gets you to 501. The very high standard. That, that, that excited the commentator was that he that was it for him after that end or set, whatever they call it. Well, he couldn't no, go. No, lost on. his voice. Did he? <laughs> he sat there in the commentary box for the rest of the match, but he couldn't speak. It's good the dance. No, I don't think I'll get through this. Hello, Yatesy, where are you? We need you, mate. <laughs> So we're going to talk to Kelvin James. He's the president of Darts Australia. He was over in England, uh, not actually at the event yesterday, but he was over in England. It's, it's a huge sport over in England. It's coming back to Australia, not in Melbourne, unfortunately. Uh, it's going to be in Wollongong uh, in August uh, this year. That 4,000 for the Darts when it was in uh, Sydney uh, last year. But it's just, as we were saying, it's a sport that's just really taken off after the, over the last decade or so. Sport anyone can play. Yeah. Don't have to be fit. Yeah. Well, you do. Most of them Did, aren't fit. But didn't one of the guys say yesterday <laughs> he'd done X amount of steps while oh. he was playing the game of darts? <laughs> Don't believe but that. One of our, didn't one of our yeah, callers he yesterday. Did. Rick, I think it was. That's it. That's it. He'd had a darts game. He regularly played. He was playing in the in the garage at home. He said it was in excess of 40 degrees. It was yeah. tough. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. He nearly did a kilo, he reckons. Do you reckon he was fit? Possibly not as fit as he could have been, but he was he was ready for his sport. I think he was fit to play his sport, his chosen sport. Darts. You ever played darts cricket? No. Well, well, you bat and you just say throw three darts, try and score as high as possible. Then I'm the bowler, and then I got you got to get him out, get one, and then two, and then three, right way through to eleven. Okay, not That's a bad a game. Mm. I've played round the world, or whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah, go around each of the numbers. I've never played. Uh, never played test. Used to play that old test match where you'd push the button and the, the ball would roll out. <laughs> the, the, the the original test match. Yeah, the original test match. That was a cracker. That was a ripper. Yeah, that wasn't. That was. Pop- you were going back now. That was a popular game. It was. Did you see who passed away yesterday? Speaking of going back a bit, were you a sale of the century watcher? Oh yeah. Remember Kerry yeah, Grant? Kerry uh, Young. Kerry Young. Kerry Young. You going to say Kerry Grant? I was. Kerry Young, 83 years of age, mm. passed away yesterday. He was a genius. Yeah, had a battle with Alzheimer's. Mm. So uh, that was good memories growing up, watching Tony Barber on uh, the old Sailor Century. Michael Roberts was there stroking some fridges. <laughs> old Robbo. <laughs> the male model. <laughs> I was recently at a thing, uh, uh, and the fellow was calling Robbo Robo. I call him Robo now. Oh. Oh, he'd love that. Oh, no, he doesn't like no, that. He oh, no, he would not like that, old Robbo. Didn't like it, so I call him Robo. 
<laughs> good man, Robbo. He's a very good man. Got me thinking yesterday, too, with Matt Renshaw. Uh, if anyone's got any thoughts, 0433 That'll give us a call, one 736 When have you failed a test at the wrong time? What? When have you failed a test at the wrong time? That's the worst possible time for him to fail a COVID test. Well, HSC. Well, that's, that's a good example. You didn't fail your HSC. You're, you're far more intelligent. Than I, had, I had a mate of mine um, fail his driving test. He what? He failed his driving test. Yeah, well, I nearly did that. Mm. Mm. And he went out the front door and walked around to the back car park, got back in his car and drove off while the bloke who failed him in the test was looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly failed my driving test. Did you? Why? Yeah, well, you had uh, – so it was manual, manual driver's license, yep. and it was out in um, – Vermont, I reckon it was, the old Vic Roads. You would have been a bad reverser, I reckon. No, and I was good at that. Oh, yeah. But I, you had you, could, you got five stalls. If you stalled five times, out. What? Yep. You were allowed to stall five I times? I stalled three times. I thought I was in first, I was in third as I went to take off. Oh, lot. no. And the guy, I remember the guy said, because I'm December birthday, so it was right near Christmas, he was, because it's Christmas, mate, I'll let, you, I'll let you go. That was the only way I passed, I reckon. Right. It was a lot of pressure. All my mates had their licence. I was the last one to turn 18. They're all going out. Five so I felt the pressure. I just stole a car five times. We were talking about this the other week. Was it you and I yeah, talking about it? Yeah, about people don't, well, people, people don't drive manuals anymore. I didn't know what manuals were. I made all my kids learn in a manual car. Yeah, you, You'd learn good. what cars can and can't do. Mm. and It's real what driving. What speed is. And, it's real driving. Yep. You're actually driving the thing. My word. You've mm. got to concentrate. Mm. There's things you've got to do instead of jumping in and think the car just gets you there. That's right. But it's, it's not. sometimes you think you're in first and you're in third. That's not that hard to do when you're under a bit of pressure. Sorry, mate. I'm not copping that. What? <laughs> I can't believe you've had the driving instructor in the car and you've stalled three times and he's passed you. Well, I got five stalls. I two up my sleeve. And I go straight up your backside because you stalled. Well, that's your fault, mate. You hit me up the back. Well, your I'd fault. Tell you, if I found Pay out you've stalled three times the day before going on your driving test and then I'm up your backside at a set of lights because you've stalled again, I, I, I reckon I'd have a pretty good case. Oh, really? You and I waltz into the magistrate's oh, you court think so? saying, well, you think so? let's see how JDS and his stalling's going. <laughs> yeah, open slather if someone stalls a couple of times. Is that the rules on the road, is it? No, it's not because I'm thinking, oh, there, he's taking off. That's fine. Well, I'm starting to take your off distance. and bang. Keep your distance. Because, you know, JDS, who got a soft driving instructor, is let go on the road, and the next thing, I've got my bull bar in his bloody boot. There you go. He's one for Michael. It's the vibe. <laughs> Failed driver test, you'd have been colourblind with red and green. Why, well, you could never drive if you were colourblind with red and green, could you? Just go top and bottom. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, anyway, you're listening to Summer Breakfast. If there's any tests you've failed uh, in the past, give us a call. one 736 40 Winks Temper, 433 Any thoughts on the cricket uh, yesterday? Plenty of other sport to get through. Another one. Oh, I'll do it after the break on Cricket Australia. Bad, another bad decision. Yeah. This is Summer Breakfast with Julian DeStoop and Simon O'Donnell. Yeah, point, actually, yeah. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast.
Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Julian DeStoop and Simon O'Donnell with you. We're chatting the cricket and the scenes up at the SCG yesterday. Also, when did you fail a test at the wrong time after Matt Renshaw failed his rat test just before his return uh, to test cricket? Even though he can still play, he stood aside during the anthem and he just sat away from the group, so he can still uh, play in the game. But uh, another one on Cricket Australia, why would you schedule a Big Bash game in Sydney on the day of the Sydney Test. To get the people on the way home from the Test match to drop in and get a bit of BBL as well. Once if it rains. You get a bit of nothing. Exactly. So maybe not scheduled day one. Broadcasters they miss out on the Test and then they, they have a washout in the BBL. Oh, not ideal timing. Okay. Well, it's a good game. What was a good game? What they played of? Oh, great. 13 overs. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Michael Nisa. He just came out and smacked him everywhere. He was on fire. Uh, Michael Nisa before that. He's a bit better than I thought he did. He's pretty good. 45 not out of 18 balls. Hmm. Colin Munro made 30 out of 14. But it's, you've got to have a rider on it when it's at North Sydney, don't you? Yeah. It's a shoebox. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. Absolute shoebox. Um, now, thank, I need a bit of education on the darts. I'm not great with the lingo. So it's a leg. It's not a set. It was a leg in a set. So not just a set. Uh, now, just coming through about the, the cricket, what you were saying off the top. So this has come through a bit and just got a text from someone uh, at Channel 7 that would know. Uh, Fox is the host broadcaster. They provide the vision. Seven camera, which picked it up, was the extra camera. Host broadcaster vision goes to the umpire. So they didn't have access to that vision, the umpire at the time. So not Channel 7's fault. But but the point being, mm. w- whether it's the host broadcaster or Channel 7, the umpire should have every available piece of vision to make a decision on whether a batsman is out or not out. Mm. So that's the whole point of it. So it doesn't really matter where the vision comes from. We're not blaming who, you know, uh, seven or we're not blaming Fox. What we're saying is if there is vision possible to clarify a decision better than what the umpire was given yesterday, it must be used. And there was a better way of doing it, and it was used by whatever broadcaster Mm -hmm. to make them look good and the umpire look stupid. Mm. And that's not right. Yeah. No, they should have access to everything. There's no doubt about that. Um, just got a few coming here off the uh, 40 Winks uh, Temple. So, oh, Roy from Temple stays not happy. G'day, lads. I stalled outside Burwood Highway. So that's uh, that's where the old Vic Roads used to. I don't know if that's there anymore, but that's where I did my driving test. from a, uh, Stalled from a speeding car driving past. Instant fail. No five fails for old Roy mm. from Temple stay. Three he got, Roy. Three he got. It shouldn't have been allowed on the road. Three stalls in his driving test, and he was allowed to drive out with a licence. Unthinkable. Well, I'm only playing by the rules. Unthinkable. What, you're saying I'm a bad driver? Yes. <laughs> and probably still are because no. we're into a bad habit day one, but I think you could get away with that sort of mess on the road. That's, no, no I, I'm not I'm not stepping you'd be a You'd be a oh, poor he... driver. Actually, I think you'd oh, be is poor that right? around. <laughs> well, can you change a tyre? I can. The problem is these days is... Oh, hang on. You can't get oh, the modern bolts technology? off. Modern technologies got you. Well, if you phased, take, when it? you get your tyres changed over, when you update your tyres and you, they do it, they've all got all the machinery and the bolts are that tight. Unless you've got that machinery, you can't get them off again. Oh, 
Is that right or is that right? It's not right. Yes, it is. Well, get some leverage when you're taking the nut off. You just need a bit of leverage to to, un, to loosen it. No, you can't. They're no, on too tight. Seriously. Yeah, Brooks, he can't change it. Sam Edmund, he wouldn't even know what a spare tyre was. Now I'm working with you. And Brooksy no says idea. he can change a tyre. Sorry? Brooksy, one of the best producers in the business. Brooksy came in here during the break and said he can't tie a knot. I didn't know he was a plumber. Fair income. Did you know Brooksy was a plumber? Out of the country, he can't tie a knot. Did you know Brooksy was a plumber in a former life? He splatters pipes all over the Hume Highway. <laughs> Gee whiz. I'll get into Wilco now and in the break and we'll see what he's up to. Yeah. He's not happy this morning, oh, are you? Seriously, you blokes. You've got to get... Just a grumpy to, old fat bloke. Just <laughs> just do some basics. Get some basics right. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, stand on the side of the road with a broken... And you're waving someone down to give you a hand. No masculinity in that. Whenever <laughs> you get out on your first date, you can't change the tyre. How bad do you look? Catch a train. Oh, are you going to put your date on the train? <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stand and look after the car because I can't change the tyre. You jump on the train. I'll see you at dinner shortly when what? the RACV get here. Yeah, that's okay. That's why you're an RACV roadside member. What about the RACV arrives? He gets out of the thing and you say, he sort of looks as if, oh, it must be a big mechanical problem. This bloke should know what he's doing. He says, mate, can you change my tyre, please? <laughs> like, where have we got to? You're just jumping the sh- You're just making up stories now. No, I'm not. You you stalled your car three yeah, times. Yeah, what's that got to do with changing well, a tyre? You, you're, you're an inadequate driver. You should not have been allowed on the road. <laughs> and you've already admitted now you can't change a tyre because it's too technical for you. Oh, you're saying when do you fail a test? It is too technical you for you to very, work out how to change a tyre. You are very loose with the truth. Oh, dear, too technical? Mate. I said it was too tight. It's not technical. I'll go back. I'm sure you used the word technical. I'm sure I didn't. You got onto the nuts being too tight because you know, you'd had your tyres changed mm-hmm. and they put them on too tight. Because the they use a machine. Yeah, yeah that's right. One. I'm not going to go and buy one of those machines just so I can change my tyres. Can we get on to some Time for a news update. Phone me right out. Which means it's time for old Grumpy them. over here to go and get me a McCafe coffee. Let's get down to the up, Simon, you peanut. Thank you, Anna. Uh, before we get to the sports update, one here off the 40 Winks temper that made me chuckle during the break. Morning, guys. Can you ask Coxie, can he change a tyre? What do you reckon? <laughs> no chance. Cox- Blank stare. No chance Coxie could change a tyre. Oh, no chance. No. no chance. Okay, sports update for Toro. Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. Australia finished 2 for 147 on day one of the third test against South Africa yesterday. Usman Khawaja, 54, not out, while Warner was dismissed cheaply for 10. And Marnus Labuschagne dismissed with the last ball of the day on 79. Uh, we'll have a listen to the SEN day one highlights after the break. There's also growing frustration about the archaic nature of the bad light rules in cricket. Both Steve Waugh and Alan Border were strong in their criticism yesterday on the back of just 47 overs being bowled due to a combination of rain and bad light. A bit of tennis news. Uh, Nick Novak Djokovic is again Kobe. set. Wrong with it, man. Novak Djokovic, now you've stuffed me. He's again set to miss Indian Wells and the Miami Open after United States travel authorities extended the requirement for non-US nationals to be vaccinated. Although coronavirus rules have been relaxed or removed in many countries, proof of vaccination will need to 
needed to enter the US until at least the 10th of April. This is a worry. Nick Kyrgios will not contest the second week of the Adelaide International after tournament organisers confirmed the Aussie number one had pulled out of the event due to begin on January 10. He's missing the rest of the tournament due to an ankle injury. He's been offered a warm-up match uh, against Novak, uh, potentially at Kuyong uh, next week, if he's right to go. Uh, we're going to talk some darts. Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen have produced what is already being called the greatest leg of darts in history, with the Englishman beating his Dutch rival to a perfect nine-dart finish in the PDC World Championship final. Smith won his first world title, beating Dutch great Van Gerwen 7-4 in the best of 13 set finals. These are big scores in the basketball. Sarah Blitzar shot 41 points for the Flyers in the WNBL Overnight against top team, the Melbourne Boomers. Uh, Josh Giddy yesterday, Oklahoma City Thunder, only just going, playing Boston, one of the favourites for the title. 150 to 117, the Thunder won. Josh Giddy, 17 points alone in the third quarter, including three threes, 25 points in just 24 minutes, three uh, short of his career high. And the Thunder put up 48 points in the third quarter, which is a franchise record. And Giannis and Tentacupo, 55 points, career high uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So all happening in the NBA. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo says he turned down many offers around the world, including from Australia, before he signed with Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia. And he was unveiled yesterday at his new club. In Europe, my work, it's done. I, I won everything. I play in the most important clubs in Europe. And for me now, it's a new... New challenge, as you mentioned, in Asia. I'm glad for that. Uh, Al Nasser gave me this opportunity to to show and develop not only for the for the football, but also for the generation, the young generation, the women's generation as well, for the young boys. And for me, it's it's a challenge, but in the same way, it's, I feel very very happy and very proud. I can say now I had many opportunities. In Europe, many clubs, in Brazil, uh, in Australia, US, even in Portugal, many clubs try to, to sign me, but I give the word to this club for the opportunity. Jeez, I wonder why he didn't come to Australia compared to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I think we were close cash-wise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I think we were really close oh, yeah. cash-wise. Which club was close to uh, securing on, on that sort of cash? The Mariners? I, no. Wellington Phoenix? No. No, I think Sydney City. Is there a Sydney City? No, Sydney FC? Yeah, that's Western them. Sydney Wanderers? Yeah. yeah. MacArthur One of those Bulls? Two. Yeah. Yep. Newcastle? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, they were yeah. close. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he did make a bit of a slip in his uh, press conference, too. Instead of saying Saudi Arabia, he did say South Africa at one stage. It's a bit embarrassing mm. for old uh, Cristiano. Okay, uh, finish. What? The money? Oh. Because I, I, he needs it. How much is too much? Like, seriously. 37? Yeah. Three years? So he's going to play till he's 40? He can play some Champions League next year with Newcastle if he wants. They loan him out. Gee. Is he good enough for that? For the Champions League? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, no, he is. Which side but, a lot of, but a lot of clubs didn't want him. That's what I mean. Mm. I don't know if that's because of his ability or his disruptive nature or a combination of both. And the World Cup, he, he didn't end well no, with Portugal. He, he wasn't in their starting line Because he, he the sooked first it up. 
Good on the manager. Uh, Premier League update only on Optusport. Don't miss a second of Premier League action only on Optusport. Four games uh, this morning. Southampton and Nottingham Forest just kicked off after six minutes scoreless. Your boys, West Ham in action against Leeds. Come on, fellas. Just about to get underway. And then uh, in about 20 minutes' time, it's Aston Villa v Wolves and the mighty Tottenham Hotspur away to Crystal Palace. Uh, need a victory there, Spurs. Uh, let's get to Nick in Hoppers Crossing who wants to talk about the cricket. Hey, Nick, good morning. Hey, going, Jules and Grumble Bum, Captain Grumpy over there. Want <laughs> to give you a knuckle sandwich first of all? He's very grumpy, Nick. Can you put a smile on his face? Very grumpy. I'm cool for to be grumpy. He was a very good player when I when I saw him play against the West Indies first time in the in the um, one days. He really really went well, Simon. And it surprised a few of the West Indies players. They go, well, this guy can play. And I saw a good Surprised all around the band. <laughs> he was, no, you're a really good player, Simon. No, no, you're a good bowler. Really good player. But you didn't play a test cricket. That's a bit of a shame. I think but, he would have. No, he played a few. Poorly. Six oh, tests, wasn't it? He didn't play that much test cricket, but he played what, the one day as he went really well. And Victoria, he was really, really good. Superstar. What I wanted to say before, before I go into the my cricket um, situation, Grumble Bum, um, what would you do in this situation where I, I had a flat tyre. I was on the Princess Highway going to Werribee. And because it was a dangerous situation, Vic Rose came out of nowhere and this other guy waved me down and they pulled me aside and said, you go over there, we'll change the tire, you go over there. What would you do in that situation? No, no, that, Nick, I agree with you. Nice Nick, 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 be, behave, Nick. I would uh, understand that completely because of the situation of uh, the um, possible human um issue of being hurt. So not not got no problem with that whatsoever, Nick. You're taking it uh, a little further. But if you get up in the morning and you're in your carport and your tyre's gone down overnight, I'm sitting with three people in here that wouldn't have a clue what to do. Not a dead set clue what to do. So a bit of a dif- different situation, Nick. We, we won't take it to the nth degree that you are just there. We'll, we'll keep it um, uh, less important being in our garage at home. What was your cricket thought, Nick? What was your cricket thought? I'll do the blindfolded. Well, with the cricket, I'm really disappointed with the... They had the lights going full bore, and because of the meter reader or whatever, it said uh, not suitable for play because it's too dark or whatever. That's a farce. And also with the video, the umpire should have every every angle of the video, whether he's out or not out, so you can see not because Channel 7 or, or Fox had it. I'm not blaming anyone here. But they, he should have everything at his disposal. Then he makes a decision, okay, he's out. No, he's not out. Then we won't be talking about this. That's what I reckon. What do you think about that one? Nick, you and I are on the same page, and I'm proud we are. We're on the same page with changing the tyre. We're on the same page with the lights. Of course, you know, it's silly having the lights turned on and saying it's too dark. That's a Doesn't make sense. just doesn't make sense. And your third point, spot on. The umpires should have every bit of vision. Nick, you've started the day in the perfect manner. Good stuff, Nick. Beautifully done. Uh, some of the tie stuff. Some of the stuff off the 40 Wings temper is borderline defamatory, to be honest. And we'll read it some of that out uh, after the break. Uh, this is uh, Summer Breakfast with Julian DeStoop. One of them's a ripper from Jeff. Changing a tyre should be part of the driving test. That's what it should be. Yeah. As long as the nuts are loose enough, we'll change it. This is uh, Summer Breakfast. More after the break. I'm a bit of a Simon O'Donnell fan. The Kogan Money Credit Card. 
packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back to the show. Jared Waitley will join us after 7 o'clock to talk everything about day one of the pink test up in Sydney. Unfortunately, only 47 overs bowled, but a bit went on in those 47 overs. This is how the SEN test cricket team saw day one. He'll see one ball from Rabada, who's right arm over the wickets, and Warner cuts over the top of points, set it away for four. A man full of confidence. Kia bowls to him, he edges and he's caught at first slip. Easy catch, Janssen swallowed it up. Warner playing wide away from the body. He bowls and Kawaja runs the ball through the court and then down to the boundary for four. Levashane waits and pushes this through cover. It might have the weight behind it and the timing behind it to race the boundary and it does. Kia bowls on the back foot, Lapashane, that's ever so well played. Punches it away through cover. Rabada to Lavishane and he pulls this, whips it really through mid-wicket to the boundary and it races away for four runs, nicely played. Rabada into Lavishane who cuts this between first slip and gully for four. Sweeping Lavishane, hit it sweetly, you could hear it. Gorgeous shot. Rabada tries again, pulled by Lavishane, ever so stylish. Another half century for Marnus in Test Crickets. Jansen to Labashane, who edges, and he's caught at first slip. Marnus Labashane staying in the middle, though. Here we go, folks, here we go. We can let you know the third umpire decision is not out. South Africa will be angry here. Rabada in, this one's cut, and nicely to the boundary for four. It's Kawaja with that four bringing up his 50. And sets in past umpire Gaffney. He bowls to Labashane. All oh, that leapt. He's nicked it, and he's out this time without question. Norkia roaring in the aftermath. Verena takes a simple catch and Labashane is out for 79, caught behind. And that was it. No more play uh, for the day. So frustration for Marnus Labashane, but he might have got away with one uh, earlier in the day. This interesting uh, 40 Winks temper that came through, Simon. Interesting to get your view on this. Uh, Marnus needs to stop hanging around like a petulant child when he gets out. Get off quicker, son, says Jeff. I think there's a few of them. Players guilty of that. I, 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 you just like players to get off. Steve Smith does a bit of that. Yeah, they're, they're, and you know they hold their bat halfway down. I'm, I'm a bit of an old fan of the tuck it under your arm and take your gloves off and walk walk off with dignity and walk off as a state player or a Australian player or a district player mm-hmm. or a club player, whatever you are. It, I don't think it hurts to show some dignity when you leave. You're out. You're out. No big deal. It's been going on for a long time. I think you should work, walk off with a bit of bit of pride, I don't, I don't like it. No, fair enough too. We all know you're disappointed. Yeah, of course. You're allowed to be disappointed. Um, you know, that, that goes without saying. Mm. Let's just move on, move off, mm-hmm. get out of there. So Mana spoke after the day's play and uh, it also spoke about just being dismissed uh, on the la- what was the last ball of the day. Yeah, definitely uh, very frustrated. Yeah, obviously it's, it always makes you very angry as a batter. Uh, when you get out and then everyone walks with you off the field, uh, definitely really makes you think about, you know, obviously that specific ball, you know, was probably under the light metre and you're getting out. But at the end of the day, he bowled a really good set there, backed it up, bowled four or five balls in the same spot and then that one obviously just kicked. But, yes, very frustrating. Frustrating, but he's in good nick, wasn't he? Uh, Marnus mm. yesterday, 13 mm. boundaries, uh, and he's 79, continues a, a very strong summer. 
Uh, so Steve Smith and Usman Kawaja will resume on day two. Uh, hopefully the weather's a little bit bitter, bitter, better in Sydney this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of 40 Winks tempers after the break about this whole changing tyre issue. Some having a go at me, a couple having a go at you. Get in the queue. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll spin through it. This is Summer Breakfast with Julian DeStoop and Simon O'Donnell. Grumble bum. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back to the show. Don't mind this one. Manus leaving the crease makes Inzimam Al-Haq look like a greyhound, says Bill Hobart. He was one of the great trudger offers, old Inzi. Now, this is about the uh, changing tyre issue. So a few coming through here. Julian can't get the nuts undone because he probably jacks the car up before losing. No. Not true. I know you don't do that. I don't think you get that far. Scoob referring to his colleagues as blokes is pretty loose. JDS can't drive a manual. That's not true. I got my manual license and was very efficient at driving a manual car. And Sammy can't change a tyre. Hashtag not real blokes. Rubbish. Uh, Well, where's he wrong? You stalled your car three times. You're not a real bloke if you stall your car a couple of times. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Couples generally twice. Yeah, thank you. trying to water that down already. Sammy can't. Sammy Ebbin can't change one either. He openly admits it. Oh, not a real he's man. He's a new then. age guy. He can change a tyre on his bike. Oh, that's okay. But don't worry about the family in the car. If that goes Shut up, Simon, you peanut. <laughs> now, this is good. Uh, just because you live on a farm, Scooby-Doo, it doesn't make you more of a man than city folk. Go and change a tractor tyre, <laughs> says Bopper in Eltona Meadows. Do you change tractor tyres? No, I don't change tractor tyres. That's a speciality. Where'd you grow up? Deniliquin. And then where did you live? You were a city slicker for a while? No, I wasn't. Never been a city slicker. Well, so when you were playing cricket for Victoria? Well, mate, you know, 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a few gym sessions are needed. The bolts are done up to a certain torque level. You should be able to get them off. And three stalls, that is why we crash cards at a higher rate than any time in history. Andrew, rubbish. Absolute rubbish on both fronts. Right. Many new cars don't have a spare tyre, even if you could change them. Is that right? Yeah, Every car is a spare tyre. Yeah. Well, if you don't have one, go and get one, right? And they have those now. They only have, they have those little skinny ones that take up no room, and you can only go maximum speed of eighty on. Yeah, you know, little different coloured. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. Yep. Different coloured rim. Yeah, might be yep. a yellow rim. It's yellow rim. Yep, yep, that's right. So I think every car legally has to have a spare tyre. I'd be very surprised there's a car on the road without a spare tyre. Uh, gentlemen, the real test in changing a tyre is finding the spare in the jack, says Cheers Big Al. That's not hard to find the spare in the jack, is it? It's only in the same spot. Well, it got a bit technical for you earlier. I don't know where you're coming from argument-wise. You seem to just what go are you all over about? the place. Well, you said it was too technical earlier. I never said it was too find, technical. You couldn't find the spare and you couldn't Your find the jack. Your ears painted on. I didn't never said it was technical. Well, I'm I said sure it was too tight. Too tight. Is not technical. Well, you shouldn't jack the car. Hey, I can't change a tyre, apparently. The, you can't even make a coffee. Not, you went out there to make a I coffee, you come back with nothing. I was fine making the coffee. Well, where is it? The milk hasn't been changed since <laughs> December 29. <laughs> I just had it this morning, there was chunks in it. Any danger? We're downstairs, down here. Oh, Nadia goes, Nadia goes away, and this joint falls apart. We'll straighten back up after 7 o'clock with Jared Waitley. Bring a cow in. Joins us. Grumble bomb.
the Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, good morning. Julian DeStoop and Simon O'Donnell with you. Uh, SEN Breakfast for the Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value. So pretty dramatic uh, first day of the third test up there at the SCG. This tweet from Steve Waugh was interesting uh, late yesterday. I'm just about to speak to Jared Waitley. Uh, test cricket needs to realise there is a lot of competition out there and not using the lights when the players are off the bad light sim- simply doesn't add up. Lots of unhappy spectators who can't understand the rationale and reason for no play. I never thought Steve Waugh would be a hashtagger. Hashtag common sense. Hashtag move with the time. So that was... Uh, one of the most respected voices in Australian cricket, Steve Waugh, with his thoughts. Uh, Jared Waitley joins us this morning. Morning, Jared. Jules, Simon, hello. What's your take on the uh, the bad light rules and how it all unfolded there yesterday? Yeah, too much play was lost yesterday. Um, I think any uh, the common sense tag is is fair enough. Is thirty two thousand people are there? It's a showpiece event. The rain delays are one thing, but uh, they were all all umpires and players were too precious with the light. Now that's easy to say when you are sitting on the outside, but they went off prematurely in the middle of the first session. And then that set the bar too low. And then it was, it was almost a bad joke at one stage when the rain had finished, the game had been prepared. The patrons had been told play was about to resume and they walked out with the light meter and, uh, and declined to start. Uh, And it, there is, um, there are there are moments of uh, it's almost illogical that at a ground that has such a storied lighting as the SCG that you would be offered two in the afternoon with light. Now Simon's uh, lived the experience, and there is a little bit of a pushback this morning from those set of former players, which they, they lined up behind Steve Waugh, who was in the crowd, so he had a, a good read on the unrest that was happening in the stands. Alan Border, Mark War, is they weren't advocates of continuing to play through poor light when they were playing, but Steve's suggestion that you have to move with the times feels right. So to be there yesterday, it was uh, it was unsatisfactory for the, for the occasion that so much play was lost. Jared, going from the ground and the uh, supporters at the ground, the, the spectators, to those sitting at home. The the Manus Lubbershane catch. Uh, I'm sitting at home watching all, all the uh, replays that uh, Richard Kettleborough had, and you know, he made a decision that it hit the turf. Two three minutes later, up comes a, another angle that has been blown up that distinctly shows that the ball was caught. Now, yeah. My my issue here is that if the umpire third umpire is to make a a decision of wisdom, he needs to have every possible angle or if it's blown up, uh, uh, wherever that best vision comes from, he must have it. Is that fair and reasonable? Yes, of course it is, Simon. And again, this this defaults to logic. So uh, this is where sport trips itself over with technology and the human interpretation of it. And I'm a huge sceptic on that front. I think sport repeatedly fails and... I've been a long-term believer that in the uh, in the worthy endeavour to solve the howler, technology and humans invent entirely new howlers. And yesterday was a gold standard howler because, and Jules, you and I talk about this in the AFL regularly. There, there, every now and then, there's this 
um, this absurd suggestion put forward that there are more angles yes. that we didn't see that exist. And it's total nonsense. But in cricket, it's real. We have two broadcasters in cricket who operate a set of separate cameras. So Fox have a set of cameras within the overall, which are exclusively theirs. And Channel 7 have a small set of cameras uh, separate to Fox, which are exclusively theirs. Now, Fox is the, the international broadcaster. It's the host broadcaster. So it's the Fox cameras that feed into the overall, and they are, they are the tools for the television umpire to use. But the 7 Ultra HD camera, which is essentially offline to the, to the third umpire, it captured perfectly the catch but it was unavailable to anyone bar those watching Channel 7. And that is, I mean, you don't need me to tell you how unsatisfactory that is. But it felt like the wrong decision at the time, and then it was proven to be the wrong decision through the, the absurd failure of technology by having cameras that weren't available to the third umpire to make his decision. Surely that goes on to the discussion paper between Cricket Australia and the broadcasters, not just the host broadcasters, but the broadcasters to say, guys, this must stop. This isn't a game between two broadcasters and who's the smartest. This is a game to give you the best. This is a a product that we want to be presented as the best possible sport we can and the fairest possible sport we can. Surely that discussion now takes place, Jared, and we should not see this situation again. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, again, as a matter of logic. But then there's the commercial reality to it is you do have competing broadcasters manning, uh, manning the test match. And one has the, the right of way with Cricket Australia to be, the, uh, to be the feed, to be the host broadcaster, to provide internationally. And in the way that it has been delineated, that's been Fox. They have the rights out in the middle where Channel 7 are, are off to the side and so you see it, um, it's, it's visible at every day's play what the, what the pecking order through the money that's been paid is. But yeah, it, it, it's never satisfactory when you are sitting on the couch at home with better information than the man who's charged with making the decision. So how I don't know how easily resolved that is um, because it will be stitched into contracts that have been well-written along the way. So... No, but that was... I still think Richard Kettleborough made the wrong decision with what was in front of him. I think there's a certain absurdist element to uh, the differentiation in, in an LBW. The umpire's call carries huge sway, like determining sway on the, on the technology, but the soft signal in the middle for a catch is entirely dismissed once it's only there, as it turns out, if there's a technological failure. There's no replays. So I think that's a terrible discrimination against the umpire in the middle and it's totally inconsistent from one decision making process to the other. Jared, just going back to the issue, read the the bad light, is there any merit in the suggestion that was thrown up yesterday about potentially introducing a pink ball when the light is no good or is that just, that just would not work? I don't think that works um, because there is a major difference between Test cricket played with a pink ball and test cricket played with a red ball. But there is an element of, so what, what is it? Is, is this entertainment for those in the stands watching and for those at home or, or does it sort of owe to the, the lineage of the past? And the players objected uh, 
publicly, but especially privately, when pink ball cricket began. And there was a suggestion from active players that those statistics should set entirely separate mm. to the history of red ball cricket. So that's how silly it was at the time and how protective the players were of their own records and what had happened. I think now that that, that, looks, um, that looks as petty that, as it was at the time, but there is a difference between the two. So you could have the game continue on that front, um, with the pink ball once bad light hit, but I don't think it's true to the contest. So that, that's probably the compromise I wouldn't be prepared to make. But I do think it's... I think it was reasonable to ask those players to continue on yesterday at various times when, when we were off the bad light. We're talking a lot about logic and common sense when we're talking about the bad light issue and what happened with the third umpire yesterday in Marnus Labuschagne. Is it, is it perfectly logical that Matt Renshaw's playing this test despite having COVID? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, compared to the events of a year ago, everyone in our community will, will grapple with it. Um, but now COVID is being treated as uh, it's, it's just your health. So if you're healthy enough to continue on, um, it, it was, it's odd, like there's no question that it's odd, but we have seen that in multiple sports. Uh, we saw it at the Commonwealth Games. We, we've seen it at international events. We have had it on home shore shores as well. So it really entirely swings now on whether Matt Renshaw is well enough to play when his time comes in the test match. And there's a, there is a simple substitution system, which has rightly been set up, that if his health deteriorates, he'll sub out of the game and be replaced and there was a, a Shield game late last year where Victoria ended up using 14 players. They had two COVID subs and one concussion sub over the course of the match, sort of to match with the times. So, yeah, it, it can feel a little bit odd. And I think probably the, the number one visual was that Renshaw had tested positive to COVID and wasn't wearing a mask. And think about where we were a year ago, where you were completely ostracised once you once you tested positive for the greater good. The, the problem for Australia is... I think we well know is once once you've tested positive, you're you probably have spread before then, and he's been right in the fold. So there, there is a very real risk that multiple Australian players end up testing positive, and some will be fine, and some will be really crook. Uh, so we may well have a changing cast within the Test match as a result. But it's so unf- it's, I feel for Renshaw because mm. he's had the long wait. Um, this is. Uh, it, it's a really bold step by Australia to play him, both in the setup of this team, but they want him ready for India and, and back inside the team setup, and they want him playing. So he has waited a, a long time. I was there in Pune when uh, when he was opening the batting, and he had to leave the, the field with the with the stomach upset for a period of time, and, and then come back. But uh, he, he looked a long-term Australian batter for a long time, his first time around, and I think everybody's hopeful that that, that materialises. In the short term, I imagine in the middle order, but he, he will be one of the long-term openers once Warner and Kawaja retire. Jared, I hope you're ready for this really hard-hitting mm. question that I'm about to ask you. Did anything good happen yesterday? <laughs> it was hard not to sort of be dragged down by it all. It Because it, it was a weird day. Um, and it's like Sydney, this Sydney test is like a recurring nightmare, mm. Simon, where... Days out, the forecast just turns and then you arrive and I look out the window and it, it's just grey. It's been raining all night and you live in fear of the forecast over the, the next few hours. Is, is it supposed to improve as the day goes along? But even the forecast is so vague. It's between 2 and 15 mils. Oh, that's, that's not terribly bold. And we go from a, 
a very high chance of showers in the morning, easing in the afternoon to the high chance of a thunderstorm in the afternoon. So I don't know which part of the forecast works. Um, there are, given that, that how um, the Sydney siders are, are so dismissive of Melbourne's weather, uh, it's appalling when you come up here in January and it, it's really, uh, it drags the spirits down. It's supposed to be this great celebratory test, but the number of days I've sat through where there's been no play or like yesterday interrupted and the number of times it's happened on Jane McGrath Day, which is the centrepiece yeah. of it, <laughs> it, it, it just drags you down. So um, the funny part of it, yes, one good thing happened yesterday, Simon, is during the bad light delay, thousands and thousands of fans got their phones out and switched their torches on <laughs> to make a yes. mockery of the fact that they weren't out in the middle. And it was brilliant. That that was the people having their say, uh, and I salute them for it. Uh, Jared, a bit going on uh, with uh, TV and cricket at the moment. We've seen David Warner sign with Fox Sports, which was uh, interesting, came out a couple of go, uh, days ago. The new TV rights deal, uh, Paramount... Well, they eventually denied they made an offer, but the, the signs were that they made an offer bigger than the combined between Seven and Fox. We're going to see a reduced BBL schedule uh, when that new deal comes in. I know Nick Hockley's part of the coverage today. Well, what what are a couple of pressing questions you have to Cricket Australia about these TV rights? I think the, the length of the Big Bash, which almost everyone to a man said they'd made a mistake when they extended it and they belligerently told us that we were all wrong... Uh, only to realise that we were all right. So, what, what is what's the benefit of the of the reduction? Um, it, it'll have a, a tighter footprint over the school holidays. And this is this school holiday period of the BBL has been excellent. It's got right back to its um, its purpose, which was when it was at its peak. Every night something would happen, mm. which we would all be talking about the next morning. And I feel like that has absolutely been the case. There have been big crowds at some of the showpiece events. And as I understand it, the television ratings are, have restored to a degree as well. So, um, yeah, so there's another year to go of this length of 63 games before it comes, or 65, I think it is, before it comes back to 43. So th- there's the... There is the concession that it expanded too far um, beyond what the the ideal was. So now television has dragged that back. Essentially, that that feels like that's Channel Seven's um, parameter to to be part of it. Is it had to be reduced? So I think that's one of it. And the the second element is that the white ball internationals stay exclusively mm. on Fox. Um, and I, I am, I'm conflicted in these conversations yeah, always because I have a contract with Fox, but I'm not involved in their cricket coverage, is that that has been problematic, I think, for um, for that for the 50 over, particularly the 50 over form of the game, which is still rated really well even in decline on Channel 9, and then just naturally it, it has a smaller audience on Fox. So... Um, Fox, I think Fox are outstanding partners for cricket in the way that it's presented and having a channel. We, we know through footy how important it is for a sport to have a channel. Um, so they were always going to be part of the new deal. But there is there is a little trade-off along the way. And I know every time we talk about this, there's a, a flurry of texts from those uh, who used to watch 50 over mm. cricket on free-to-air who don't watch it now behind a paywall. Just on the AFL you mentioned there, uh, Jared. We'll, we'll, we're talking about uh, Matt Renshaw and playing with COVID the other day. We're we going to see those rules updated in the AFL. They weren't updated during AFLW. Um, will we see uh, that this yeah. year where players can play despite having COVID? 
I feel like, Jules, I saw something in sort of late November which suggested that um, COVID positives would still be isolated from the clubs so that you wouldn't be you wouldn't be there on game day if you tested positive. So not quite the uh, not the same rigour as, as was there previously. I don't know whether that was sort of the hint of what was coming or whether that was formal policy, but it felt like um, the clubs would probably take the precaution not to have COVID positives within the setup and thus not playing. Um, but we will reach a point where it will simply be, are you well enough to play? But then whether you can spread it or not and compromise the whole setup um, might be might be a club issue. So I don't I don't know, um, but I feel like there was something late in the year that hinted that probably not. Before we let you go, weather update up in Sydney today. How's it looking, and uh, what are we expecting? No, it's grey. It's clearly been raining all night. I don't think it's raining right now. So um, I don't know. We're supposed to get underway at ten o'clock. I don't know whether we'll quite reach 10 o'clock, but the forecast is supposed to improve as the day goes on um, with the with whatever rain is left easing. So fingers crossed. I think I think we'll get a decent chunk of cricket, but the problem is, is the light really is no better out my mm. window than it was where we finished yesterday. And once you set the threshold that we're off at this point for light, I think you have to observe it the whole test match. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to promise you a full day's play because it just doesn't look like that to me. Having a look out the window, yeah, it could be another interesting day up there at the SCG. Uh, Jared, looking forward to the coverage, in particular the chat with Nick Hockley throughout the day. Thanks again for your time. Terrific, lads. Good on you. Thanks, Jared. Great to speak to Jared Whateley, the captain of the SEN Test cricket commentary team. Leads one West Ham now. I wasn't going to mention that. Uh, I'll give you a Premier League update. Uh, Nottingham Forest 1, Leeds Southampton nil at halftime. Leeds 1, lead West Ham nil. 35 minutes in. Wolves have scored a goal on the road against Aston Villa. Uh, that game is a little bit later. 20 minutes in and Crystal Palace Spurs nil nil at this stage. Get involved on the 40 Winks uh, temper text. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Time for a news update. Uh, no, that's not quite yet. I've gone a bit early there, Coxie. Let's just have a break, eh? Let's have a break. I'll go and get, get some milk. I'm going to get a cow. Yeah, can you go and get us some milk? Yep. Summer breakfast. Julian Stoop, Simon O'Donnell. Time for your calls on the other side of the break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Shut up, Coxie. The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back to the show. Kelvin James, President of Darts Australia, not too far away. Just going to discuss uh, an amazing uh, World Championship final over in England yesterday. Just the popularity of the sport. And whether it, it, I'm not joking, Simon. It could be an Olympic sport, darts. Could it not? Really? Well, as we said yesterday, breakdancing's in. So if that's the bar you're setting, why not darts? What role is breakdancing going to play in the Olympics? What role would darts play in the Olympics? What do you mean, what role? It's a sport. Or a game. Just opening up these things just for the sake of opening them up. The breakdancing community going to be heartbroken? They're not part of the Olympics? (laughs) 
if you're part of the breakdancing community, you know, giving give us a call. one 736 736 Mackenzie Harvey from the Melbourne Renegades will also join us uh, after eight. Uh, Jenny from Box Hill, she might be a breakdancer. I'm not sure. Uh, but she's uh, jumped on the open line and wants to talk to you about Christmas. Hey, Jenny. Good day, fellas. How are you? Very well, Happy Jenny. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Um, hi, uh, Simon. Good Just Jenny. wondering if you if you did the ham. Jenny, or I, I, I can't believe you didn't hear me. Oh, no, I've only just sort of... Oh, Jenny, I've the... sent out many thank yous because it was absolutely magnificent. Did it to the letter, downloaded the recipe, and the ham was magnificent. Oh, that's great, Simon, because I sent you an email with the recipe. Yep, and that's exactly what we took it off. Did it, yep. Um, did it to the letter, to what the recipe said, and it was yep. magnificent, Jenny. Oh, that's brilliant, Simon. I'm so happy. So you did thank it. you, and I'm sorry you didn't hear because I came in the next day and the day after. I said it a number of times. Thanks to Jenny for the Christmas ham recipe because it's the best ham we've had. Yeah, it's a really good recipe. Um, and oh, look, I'm so happy. That's really terrific. Brilliant, brilliant um, stuff. I'm, it's it's part of yeah. our part of our Christmas day now, ongoing, Jenny. All right. Well, next year I've just created a mango chutney. To go with the leftovers, I've got a really cheap box of mangoes and I've done it. I'm doing another lot today because everyone's swiped it up. So um, I've got a really beautiful recipe. I'll give it to you next year if you're on. Okay, you, you do that. And I'll also um, make sure that on the Sporting Flame, which is on each uh, Day of the week here, myself and Jimmy Smith. Your recipe will be going out over the next couple of days for the for the Christmas ham or the New Year's ham for anyone who wants to go about cooking one for the New Year. Yep, there's still some out there. They're um, they're reducing the prices on some, so you can snap a bargain up. Good on you, Jenny. Loved it. Uh, look forward to chatting you to you before next Christmas. All right. Good on you, boys. Good on you, Jenny. Uh, thank you very much. A New Year's ham, is it? A New Year's yeah, ham. That's what I think. Fireworks and ham. Yeah, that's what I think about New Year's. We'll do a New Year's ham. Who cooks a ham, for, beautiful. New- Who cooks a ham right, for New Jenny's Year's? Jenny's recipe was a ripper. Anyway, that's been Simon's Kitchen Corner for this morning. Uh, now it's time. Uh, Sporting flame this afternoon between five <laughs> right, and You six. are on that many shows, seriously. SEN track, the sporting flame, summer breakfast. Is there anything? Do you want to take over tradies? Do you want to take Coxie's job on tradies? Get in an hour earlier. Anything the marriage is going? (laughs) Why do you think I'm able to work so much? I'm not not wanted at home. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, This is SEN breakfast for the Kogan Money credit card packed full of value. Let's now get the latest from Anna and hopefully. Uh, Simon can go and find us a McCafe coffee. No, there's nothing upstairs, mate. Oh, no milk upstairs. Just duck no out to downstairs. a McCafe. You've got four and a half minutes at the next ad break. Here's Anna. I still sleep with my wife. Thank you, Anna. If you've ever whipped up a ham on New Year's Eve, give us a call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Send us through a 40 Wings temper. 0433 98 11 16. Uh, Rich, Rich from Anglesey has. Darts is more of a sport than pistol shooting or archery. I'm not joking. Darts could be an Olympic sport. You're not with me on this one, are you? You're not. not You're even, too busy. I'm not, no. You're too I'm, busy. I'm not going down that road. I'm just not going down that road. I'm not going down. It's a great sport. 
darts. It's a great well, entertainment. It's a great sideline for, you know, when you're having a beer at the pub and but it's 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 not an Olympic sport. Break it's, dancing. No. You, you told me it's in the, it's the, in the Olympics. And, it's in the Olympics. Uh, it's ruining stuff. I'm going to ask Kelvin James, the president of Darts Australia, whether it should be in the Olympics when he joins us after the next break. Our English Premier League update to halftime. Nottingham Forest 1, Southampton nil. The Hammers, they've hit back on the stroke of halftime with the penalty. Leeds 1, West Ham 1. Uh, Wolves leave Aston Villa 1-0 and scores are so far between Crystal Palace and Spurs. Uh, well, back on the issue of uh, car tyres, a lot of 40 Winks tempers coming through. That A lot of new cars do not have them. I've got a 2017 Mustang, no spare tyre. Mazda MX-5 and Tesla, both no spare tyre. My Merc and BMW, that's a bit of a flex, uh, no spare tyre at all. So there's a few new cars that don't yeah. sound like they come with a spare. I think they call them run flats. They call them so, so run flats. Well, Coxie's got yeah. our old car expert out the back here. Coxie's giving he us can't a thumbs up. The tire. He, he'd want run flats. Yeah, and, and you can drive on them while they're flat for a period of time. I, I, I think okay. that's what they call. I think they call them run flats. Kramer from Brisbane's text in. He's a butcher from the Gold Coast. He's selling heaps of half hams in the new year. Heaps. Be of little faith that we do cook a ham after Christmas and enjoy it over the summer with a nice ham roll with a bit of pickle or a bit of mustard at lunchtime while watching the rain fall in Sydney. Oh, great. You are a pickle. Um, no, no, I'm just saying on New Year's, you made it sound like you're going to whip one up on New Year's Eve. That's what it sounded like. Not in the New Year. Of course, New you can Year's have... ham. Mm, I think and we're in the New I Year, think... you can still cook a ham. I think you said. You just call me a pickle. Yeah, I did. I've been a peanut. I've been a pickle. Mm-hmm. A grump. Grumble bum. <laughs> Grumble bum. There you come. There just you a go. grumpy old fat bloke. That's right. That's oh. right. Deary me. Oh, well. It's been a tough morning for me. Well, if you're on 45 different shows, there's going to be some criticism at times. Uh, let's get to the break. Uh, Calvin James is going to join us. It was uh, social media was. About this time yesterday, it was lighting up people watching the darts, saying how amazing it was, how high the standard was, how great the atmosphere was. So uh, Kelvin James was in the UK. We just want to get his perspective on it and just the, the growing popularity of the sport, uh, particularly these big matches uh, that you see a lot of people talking about. So we'll speak to Kelvin James on the other side of the break. This is SEN Breakfast for the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast.
And <laughs> he didn't speak any longer. That was it for the commentator, Wayne Martin. He was done. Lost his voice, sat in the commentary booth, but couldn't commentate uh, anymore. That was an amazing uh, final in the World Darts Championship. Uh, Michael Smith ended up winning against Michael Van Gerwen in the final. But uh, that has been described as the best leg ever in darts history. Just to explain that and give us an idea of how big the event was and how the sport is really growing is the president of Darts Australia, Kelvin James, who was in the UK when that was all unfolding. G'day, Kelvin. Oh, hi, how's it going? Very well. Uh, just tell us why that was such an amazing leg of darts, that one oh, we just played the audio well, from. Well, how often do we see the main data? You, you know, it's, it's the perfect leg of darts. And for one player in the same leg to just miss on the final dart, and um, then for the other, if his opponent to take it out, it was just, I don't ever recall it being in it being that, that situation before when he was just... Just doesn't get any better than that, does it? How how often do we see a nine data in professional darts? Well, that's that, that was uh, Michael Smith's third nine data in a major, and his eighth, eighth, eighth nine data on TV. And uh, Van Gerwen's hit, uh, I think, I think four on in uh, in majors. But altogether, there's been about seventy-two of those uh, nine datas hit in televised events in the history of the game. So, you know, so actually 73, 73, you know, this and uh, 14 at the Ali Pali. Kelvin, you, you talk about um, in front of a TV audience, what sort of numbers would have been watching that final? Oh, look, I haven't seen any numbers, but uh, millions around the world. It's broadcast uh, live via Sky in, into so many countries. You know, it's got to be up in the millions. And uh, you got to remember that they're playing for, uh, I think it was about five, five million Australian dollars on offer in total prize money. So, um, you know, half a million, half a million pound for the winner. So tremendous, uh, tremendous prize and rewards on offer for these players. We had a chance of seeing players of this standard uh, at home here, Kelvin? Yeah, they come across each year for, well, prior to the uh, the pandemic shutdown for the World Series of Darts. And uh, they're back in Wollongong in August. And New Zealand, uh, I think it's August, the end of July, August, for the World Series. And uh, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to uh, come along and have a look. Yeah, it's in Wollongong uh, uh, this year in August. Darts just seems to be a sport that's growing and growing. It's a fantastic uh, TV product. We were saying before we were on air yesterday, it sort of social media was lighting up with so many people watching and saying how incredible it was. Why do you think it has become such a, a popular sport and, and particularly these big events that uh, just generate so much interest from people around the world? Well, I think that, I think that the first off, it's, it's a game that anyone can play, but only a few can master. You know, it's like any sport. You put the time in and you get the rewards. But it's 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 entertaining, and um, you know it's it's player against player, you know, it's almost gladiatorial in a sense. It's just um, under the skill on these players, these professionals today, it's just amazing. I mean, I was up off my chair listening to the audio on that. You know, I've watched it today again, a dozen times at least. It's just sensational, you know. And uh, we've had, we've actually had three Australian guys over there in this tournament in, in the in, at the World Championship with Ali Pali. And uh, you know the future of the future of the Australian player is looking very, very bright. 
we often hear of pathways in in mainstream sports, Kelvin. You know, of you know, players being identified at fourteen and going doing their cricket training or footy training or whatever. What's a what's a a pathway for a dart player? Well, it starts off at your local uh, local level, of course, same as any other sport, and then uh, you know you, you have your junior your junior development programs where you can represent your associations, your regions, your states, and go on to the, the Australian Championships, and then represent your country from there, and uh, and the world is be, the world's at your feet after that. In, in all honesty, you know it's just quite a simple uh, quite a simple pathway, but like any sport. Only the uh, cream rise to the top. Peter Kelvin James, president of Darts Australia. He was in the UK for that uh, amazing final yesterday between Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen. Look, look, Kelvin, we all know the skill of darts, and that's one thing, and you can appreciate that. But there seems to be this real focus that has worked so well when you see it coming through uh, the television when it's in England. I know some people I used to work with went to the event, I think it was 2015 at what is now Marvel Stadium here in Melbourne, and they absolutely loved it. This this focus on making it entertaining, from the you know the the colourful outfits to the you know the the colourful walk-ins like boxes to the atmosphere in the crowd, even the you know that that camera angle for for the third dart which focuses right in, which is fantastic uh, for television. There just seems to be this real focus on making this an entertainment product. Yeah, I think that's where the real value is. You know, without without it being an entertainment value, it's not going to it's, it's not going to be regular broadcast on a regular basis because you won't have the interest. You know, there's there's a whole lot of uh, work goes on behind the scenes to make sure that it is entertaining and that the uh, the players are able to perform to the you know their optimum levels. And the 180 zoom is is an amazing camera shot. It's it's one of the most unique yeah. camera shots in in world sport. Virtually nothing else exists like it in sport. How big a part of the coverage do you think that's become? Oh look, I th- I think the you know for a traditional uh, traditional televised darts event, you, you have at least six to twelve cameras and uh, and a couple of people in the back, you know, in the broadcast track, zooming with, with some specialised equipment, uh, plus a spotter. Who knows exactly where the players are going to be throwing the next darts, and uh, and they're able to guide the camera, the cameraman in. That narration, uh, that narration of a of a darts game seems so important too. It, it's nearly as important as the players themselves, Kelvin. You know, the, the 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 commentator getting involved in it and making sure that you know the whole stadium lifts with the the dart players and they understand the importance of the the next trio of darts they're about to throw. Yes, exactly. And I think every commentator, number one, they have to be an entertainer, but they have to have that skill and experience of knowing the game as well. You know, it's a, it's, it's a unique skill and uh, it's you know, very few people do it. Uh, every commentator has got their own unique style, you know, like exactly the same as every other sport. You know, where Rick, good old Rex, he was famous for his, uh, his one-liners. And uh, and it's no different with darts. You know, with, with darts, it's just Wayne Marvel has created his own little rhythm of, of uh, how he uh, how he commentates on a game. And uh, although yesterday he was left speechless, <laughs> so, literally, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, my colleague yeah. here, Simon O'Donnell, scoffed at me when I made this suggestion earlier. But has there, has there been a push, or will there be a push? to get darts into the Olympic Games. Could, could that happen one day? 
Uh, I'm, look, it's, it's, in, in the background, the World Arts Federation, who's the national governing body for the sport, have uh, have been working with uh, with the IOC on that one, and we are apparently the next level down from being an exhibition sport. At the uh, so we're two, at least two Olympics away, but why not? It's got everything. But if, if you take away the old image of the you know the uh, the guys having a smoke and, uh, and having a beer at the same time as playing their darts, it's now become a multi-million dollar business. With that comes multi-million dollar rewards, and the skill levels on these players today, as we saw yesterday, is just it's just phenomenal. You know, it's, it's just sensational. How many professional darts players do we have in Australia? Uh, they're, all, they're all based in the UK because there's not enough mm-hmm. uh, not enough um, work over here. So the uh, the well-known ones, of course, are Simon Whitlock, the Wizard. Um, yeah, the Wizard. Yeah. We've got another couple over there at the moment in Damon Hedda. He's the other guy. We've had an, you know, a, a semi-pro go, who um, go across. He actually played in the World Championship in Mal Cumming. And, um, and, of course, the late Kyle Anderson was a great, um, was, was a, was a great unique dart player as well who had turned pro and tried his luck and unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. And how do you go, with the, how do you go with the darts, Kelvin? No, I'm just an administrator, mate. I don't. <laughs> I, I knock around a little bit, but I'm not. Uh, I love playing the game, but I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near these guys' level. Ah, they are amazing. Uh, Kelvin, thanks so much for your time yeah. and just giving a snapshot of uh, why the sport has really taken off. As I say, the, the social media yesterday, and my brother-in-law was just infatuated uh, with this uh, tournament and always is uh, when it's on. Now, uh, thanks so much for your time this morning. My pleasure. That was Kelvin James, president of Darts Australia, just backing up my view that uh, it might be an Olympic sport one day. Give us, how would you call the darts? Right? Huh? Who's your running commentary of a darts match? That's what they're pushing for. It'll be the darts Me? No way. No, right? these blokes are unbelievable. Right. I don't know the rules well enough. Right. Give us a... Oh, 180! <laughs> That's not what they do, isn't it? Uh, let's get to the break here on Summer Breakfast before I embarrass myself <laughs> even further. Don't record that! The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. 180. Why did I know that would come back to bite me on the backside? Uh, uh, score update in the English Premier League, uh, Simon. Uh, West Ham, they scored in the last minute of the first half and they've scored in the first minute of the second half. They now lead Leeds 2-1, Nottingham Forest 1-0 over Southampton. Halftime, Wolves 1, Aston Villa 0 and Crystal Palace 0. Spurs 0. Uh, two young blokes from Bortford are actually involved with the state Junior Dart Squad Scoop. If you want to give it a go, you can hook up with Moose Hiscock if you want to join his team in the local pylon comp. They mm. love it. Oh, good. You all right with the dart in hand? No, no, I'm not very good with the dart in hand. A bit like, you know, if there's a gallery watching the golf, you've just got to be careful that the tunnel's not too thin. Just oh, to a bit wayward? Duck hook one. A bit wayward? Yeah. Do you Sometimes throw a. My darts can given get out you of, uh, out of invented the slower ball, do you slow, throw a slower dart? Now, taking this dart too far. You are a pickle. (laughs) Mackenzie Harvey to join us from the Renegades after the news.
the Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Julian DeStoop and Simon O'Donnell with you. We're brought to you by the Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value. Plenty of value if you went along to the MCG two nights ago for the Melbourne Derby between the Stars and the Renegades. Uh, plenty of drama in the match as well with the man cad between uh, Adam Zampa and Tom Rogers. The man that was at the other end when that was all happening was Melbourne Renegades batter Mackenzie Harvey, who's been good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Mackenzie. Good morning, guys. How are we? Very well. Uh, that looked pretty tense uh, out in the middle. There was a couple of camera shots where you didn't look uh, too impressed. Just take us through what you were feeling at the time all that drama was going on at the other end. Uh, yeah, no, it was a little bit hectic out in the middle. Um, yeah, I wasn't quite sure why um, it was needed in the end, but, yeah, I think it from replays, it seemed like Tommy was still back in his crease uh, as... Zamps was about to bowl the ball. So, um, yeah, I'm not, like, 100% sure why, especially with two balls left um, in the over. But, um, yeah, no, it, it's happened, and, yeah, I guess people are still talking about it. Oh, I know why, McKenzie. I know why it happened. Because you got okay, to the ball yeah. before, and Zamps said, I don't want to be bowling to McKenzie. I want to be bowling to the bloke who's just walked in. That's why it happened. Because you were yeah, hitting fours and you were seeing them okay. But I guess if he gets the man cat there, then I'm still on strike. No, no, but he was he was ball. he was dirty the the ball before when yeah. um when Tommy Rogers took off and got yeah. two out of the one he thought there should have been one. So he, he thought he should have had Tommy on strike. So he said, "I'll fix Tommy." He wasn't going to fix not bowling to you because what had happened happened, but he, he was a bit clouded in his thinking because he thought, no, I, I don't want to be bowling to the bloke who can hit me over the top, which he just had. Yeah. So uh, I, I can understand from a, from a bowler sorts because you were seeing yeah. him all right. Yeah, no, it was, it was nice to get a few out of the middle. Um, that's for sure. Hey, what's it like? MCG, you know, tight and tense in a game like that. Plenty of people in, which was great yeah, to good see crap. a heap of people in for the – for the derby, do you, do you enjoy the experience? Yeah, it's unreal. Um, I think, like growing up, you go to cricket games all the time at the G, and I think it's a dream to be playing out in the middle and to play in front of almost forty thousand people there. Um, in a Melbourne derby for big bashes, pretty unreal. So, um, yeah, I think it's one of the the main games that we look forward to. Um, any, well, either derby at Marvel or the G is pretty exciting, but. Yeah, it's just awesome to have um, big crowds back at big bash games um, for the likes of like myself and Fraser McGurk and all the younger guys that um, saw the past couple of years where we haven't really had the the crowds in because of COVID. So to, to see everyone back and enjoying the creed again is awesome. Because I suppose I've been lucky enough to poke around the district level cricket and state level cricket over the last few years and watch guys like yourself and uh, young Fraser McGurk uh, develop. Uh, seeing you play 20-over cricket and some 50-over cricket, where, where does it all sit with, with you guys? You know, from a, a state cricketing point of view, is is there a preference playing the white ball stuff to the red ball stuff or you'd like to combine the lot? Um, I think you'd definitely like to try and combine it all, but um, I think especially over the past couple of years, white balls all, all that we've sort of played. So 
Um, there wasn't many second 11 games for state cricket. Um, so unless you were sort of in the shield side, you didn't really have a chance to play any red ball cricket. Um, so personally, being outside the shield shield side with Premier Cricket, it was it was all one day games. So I guess that's all you sort of got used to. Um, but I guess over um, the start of this season so far, and hopefully next season as well, is um, just I think we've got a lot more second eleven games, which is um, very helpful. And it's a bit unfortunate with the weather that we've had throughout the start of this cricket season. Um, with a couple of two days getting cancelled and mm. um, everything like that. So that sort of puts a little bit of a damper on it. But, um, yeah, with Red Bull coming back into Premier Cricket now, uh, after this Christmas break is, um, yeah, something that I'm really looking forward to, that's for sure. Speaking of Melbourne Renegades batter, Mackenzie Harvey, just just on the whole man-cad debate, given what happened in the test match with, with Mitch Stark and then what happened with Adam Zampa the other night, has it made you think twice about, how far you back up? Is it is it is it crossing your mind at all, or it hasn't had any impact on you? Um, obviously, it does a little bit, but I, it's it's in the rules. So I guess if there it does get to a point where the batter is pretty much running off, then um, I guess it's all right. But yeah, I think like personally, anyway, I try and watch the ball come out of the bowler's hand, or at least when he gets into his action that. Yeah, he is about to bowl the ball, so I'll look down. And it's also kind of scary when the batter's hitting it straight back at us, so you're trying to keep an eye on him so you're not getting hit either. So, um, yeah, I I guess yeah, it is there in the rules, and if they're a long way out, then yeah. I, but, yeah, I'm not 100% sure on where everything sits at the moment. Just on Tommy Rogers, he's been a, a great pickup for the Renegades. He's taken 15 wickets, second most this season behind Henry Thornton. We had him on mornings about three weeks ago. Seems like a pretty mild-mannered, laid-back sort of guy, school teacher, uh, pretty relaxed sort of guy. But it seemed to – did it stoke a fire in him the other night, what happened? The way he came out and started uh, with the ball seemed to be that uh, it fired him up in a, in a good way for you guys. Yeah, no, he came out and bowled brilliant. Brilliantly. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that was one thing that fired him up, but I guess just being, again, in a derby at, at the G um, in front of a big crowd is something that sort of gets you up and about anyway. So, um, yeah, he is a very laid-back uh, type of character. He loves his fishing and um, all that camping side of things. So, yeah, he, he loves uh, a bit of downtime. But, yeah, I think maybe there might have been something there, but... Um, I think just not bowl, like in his eyes, not bowling his best in the past couple of games um, may have sort of fired him up as well. So, but yeah, we're having to see him keep bowling like that if um, that's what he's going to produce in the next couple of games. Mackenzie, really good start to the year, and and then you know a bit of a lull for a couple of games, and and that win against the Stars, you know, was was probably a, a win you really needed to have. Have you set your sights on you know um, you know what happens now between now and the end of the BBL because the platform's there to springboard into a um, you know finals contention and you know a possibly victory for the stars at the end of the day. Yeah, um, I think as a group with the past couple of seasons that we've had, um, we can't really afford to look too far down the track. I think at the moment we're more trying to just go well. Yeah, we haven't had the best 
a couple of games before the Stars game, and then we've had a pretty decent win. So hopefully we can keep that momentum going into into our next game uh, on Saturday against the Hurricanes back at Marvel. So um, yeah, hopefully that's that's pretty much all we're we're looking at now, um, and just taking that momentum from that game and hopefully bringing that on Saturday. How's Nick Maddinson going, Mackenzie? Uh, it was a, such an innocuous incident uh, in the field. We know he's done the ACL, which is a lot of time out of cricket. How's he going with it? Yeah, um, Matt was there um, the other night. So he's been in good spirits, but, yeah, I think we're all pretty heartbroken for him. Um, he's a great leader of our side, and to have him go down um, like that with that injury is, yeah, it's just heartbreaking. So, um yeah, all the boys are getting around him, so hopefully uh, the recovery goes well and um, stays on time for him. Because your best spot to bat, I, I see you, you you open around um, the grade game at at Carlton, and you've opened at the top of the order for Victoria in in white ball cricket. You happy where you are there, or um, you know would getting out there and getting into it first up be more suitable? Um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I think. A big thing now for me personally is trying to be versatile in a lot of different positions. So if I can open the batting and uh, hopefully make a few runs there, then that's good. But then if I'm needed down the order um, as well, hopefully I can figure out how to make a few runs there as well. So um, I think in the T20 game to have a chance to bat everywhere is really good experience. And um, if I can keep trying to put my best foot forward for no matter where I where I bat, then hopefully that puts me in a good spot for um, well, a few games to go. We said there's always a lot of discussion about the length of the BBL season, Mackenzie. We can see now with the new TV rights deal, it's going to be scaled back from 61 games to 43. Are you a bit of a are you in that camp where less is more, or do you like the length of the season as it is right now? Um, I I don't mind it going back down. Um, I think. If we're going on like crowd sizes and everything like that, it sort of gives. Uh, hopefully, there's a few more bigger crowds, and um, that means hopefully there's more um, international guys that are around for the whole season. Um, like sort of us having Andre Russell for the first four, but then having Guthrie come in for the rest is pretty handy. But um, having those guys, like those guys, around for the whole time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind the the shortened season. So hopefully it leads to a few um, big games and um, in front of a few big crowds. But young Fraser McGurk, you and he seem to have uh, come through the, the, the grades together. and Chemistry. Uh, yeah, there, there seems a bit of chemistry of a couple of young blokes coming through. Am I fair in saying that? Yeah. No, I've spent heaps of time with um, McGurk and, yeah, it just seems like we, especially in the fielding sense, we just try and challenge each other, I guess, in every... Um, fielding session that we do, uh, but yeah, it's it's almost like you're competing for the same spot, but you're trying to push each other to try and get that spot. If that makes sense, yeah. so um, yeah, it's a it's a nice challenge. But then, like at the end of the day, you want to try and get in front of him, but you also don't want to be pushing him out of a spot. So it's um, it can get a bit tough sometimes. Did a healthy competition. 
Nah. Yeah. Just talk exactly. to you. Look after yourself. Yeah. Like, every man yeah. for himself. Kenzie, Absolutely. Every man for himself. Absolutely. Give a sucker an even break. Absolutely. Yeah, just one more Rock on that. It's been a very interesting uh, few games now in the BBL. A bit of controversy. We talk about the man cat. What did you make of Michael Neese's catch uh, the other night? Should that be allowed to go on? Or I'm tipping maybe as a batter, you think that probably shouldn't be out? Yeah, as a batter, probably not out. But as a fielder, probably out. <laughs> um, no, I... Yeah, I, I thought it was your last point of contact had to be inside the field. So, um, yeah, I I would have thought that would be a little bit different there. But, yeah, I guess it's in the rules at the moment. But, yeah, I, I would think that having the last point of contact of then throwing the ball back in had to be inside the field. But, um, yeah, again, I'm not sure on that either. But... Yeah, not sure. Uh, plenty going on in the BBL, which is great. Uh, and your 32 not out the other night was pretty important in a game. It was uh, tough to score runs. So well done, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out there on the weekend against the Hurricanes. Thanks for your time this morning, Mackenzie. Well, thanks, guys. Mackenzie Harvey is, uh, as we say, that was a good 32 the other night in a low-scoring game. Uh, it was a pretty important knock. Uh, Renegades trying to make it two in a row against the Hurricanes. 6.05 Saturday night. Just on that fielding issue with... Ness's catch. It's a bit like the light. If you watch, you know, South Africa yesterday, they just get Labuschagne out. Sort of, you know, what going off a light? Mm. Um, and if you ask a cricketer, you know, what's fair light and what isn't? Mm. The fair light is when you're batting, it's bad light. Yep. When you're bowling, <laughs> light's as good as gold. <laughs> of course problem. it is. No, what, no Well, you're a, in the unique position as an all rounder that. You know, your view would have swung depending yeah, so, what you were yeah, doing at the time. You're bowling and you think it's a bit difficult. No, not a problem. If you're batting, all you want to do is get out of there. So you'll never get a, an honest answer from a cricketer about what light <laughs> is playable and what light is not playable. <laughs> hey, update uh, from the Premier League. Uh, Nottingham Forest 1, Southampton nil, 88th minute. Leeds have equalised. Oh, West Ham, two oh. leads to Rodrigo with a goal. Wolves currently lead Aston Villa 1-0. And Harry Kane said, I'm sick of this rubbish. Bang, bang. 48th minute, 53rd minute. Spurs 2, Crystal Palace 0 uh, in those four Premier League games. So it's a real seesaw between Leeds and West Ham. Let's now get the latest odds from Sportsbet. <laughs> The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. To the show. Uh, now, yesterday we had a great chat with uh, Daniel Beckman on the show, of course, uh, Scoop. Uh, won the 100 grand, hole in one, cancer survivor. It's going to be a really great boost to his career. I'm not sure he'll come back and talk to us, though. No. Shot 85 yesterday. Yeah. 85. Tough day down there. Some big scores in the 80s in the uh, Portsy Pro-Am. Uh, 13 over, Daniel. Well done to Peter Wilson, who took out his second uh, Portsy Pro-Am, having won in, uh, I think it's in 2017. I didn't think it had been back uh, for 10 years. But uh, he finished at minus six to win by three. The overnight leaner, Ben Wharton, shot 64 on the first round, 75 uh, yesterday to finish equal second. So well done to Peter Wilson, who got the chocolates down there at Portsy. Uh, let's get to Alex in North Lake WA. He wants to have a chat about... Uh, one of the big bash games that was on last night. G'day, Alex. G'day, guys. Um, yeah, I was watching the Thunder Scorchers game, and uh, in the 18th over, the fourth ball exactly, um, Kai pulled the ball over his shoulder towards the boundary and went over Kadir's head, 
who had to dash towards the boundary to try and stop the ball. It's sort of a line ball went getting to the boundary and the Kadir appeared to pull it back, but at the same time it appeared the ball hit the Toblerone boundary markers. There's, there was no um, replay of it at all. And to complicate things, in that piece of play, Kelly got run out. Now, if it was actually at a fall, Kelly wouldn't have been run out, would he? It can't be run out no, when the ball's gone. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. So you think it hit the rope? To me, it looked like it hit the rope. And I've, I've watched it half a dozen replays and slow-moded on um, KO. But um, it's, it's inconclusive. You need to see a, 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 sh- a shot down the line as opposed to facing the line. We'll have a look at that uh, during uh, the, our next break, Alex. I didn't see that game last night. Good result for the Thunder, though, winning uh, by six wickets with three Over overs too. to spare. It's a fantastic performance. That was in Perth, wasn't it? It was. Uh, Ashton Turner, 61 off 37, was good for the Scorchers. Uh, but uh, Ollie Davies, 58, not out off 47, man of the match. Uh, and uh, Alex Ross smashed 41 off 18 balls, got there with three overs to spare. Was Alex trotting a horse in the background there? What was that noise? No idea. Mm, did you hear that noise? What's the Dickens is going on here? No, no, what was it? Oh, your ears are painted on. Uh, Scotty from Keelor Downs uh, want, uh, wants to discuss a few of the controversial rules in cricket right now. G'day, Scotty. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, mate. Now, the bad rule, um, bad light rule first. I um, I was watching it yesterday. It looked all right on TV. That's fine. But if the bad rule rule comes in, why couldn't they use the spinners to um, move up the oats? Because, you know, like, if they come off the you know, ground for an hour... They've lost like 14 or 15 overs for the whole day. So you can't use your pace bowlers. That's fine. But, you know, it's more of a safety for the batsmen. But for the spinners, you can see the ball. It's not too, you know, not too bad. Yeah, that, that's happened before, hasn't it, Simon? Yeah, Late in the day, spinners. That was offered yesterday in mm. bad light. And South Africa chose not to. And, and it looked like the only way they were getting a wicket was going was with their pacemen. Mm. So, so that's fair I, enough. I understand yeah. why they said that. said, no, 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 no. So the game could have gone on if South Africa agreed to bowl spin, but I, I, I don't think they should. It's not South Africa's responsibility to keep the game going. And you've got a point about the man cat as well, Scotty? Yes, I mean, I was thinking about um, knowing um, Tom Rogers was walking off no apartment. The rules should change too, that the batsman cannot leave the crease till the ball, the ball is past them. So they shouldn't have the man can rule in place at all. What they they can't leave that crease till the ball's been bowled. I know it's hard to decorate you know, for the umpire, um, you know, watching for the no ball or whatever. But nowadays, the no ball's been looked up by the third umpire, such. But the umpire can look at the batsman that he can't leave the crease till that ball's been left that bowler's arm. Is that, is that possible for the umpire, Simon? I mean, the ball's travelling that quick. They've got to look for the no ball, first of all, and then to look. Is that Would that be possible? Every aspect of the game is played. The most important part is watching the ball. It doesn't matter where you are on the ground. Whether you're the umpire, the wicketkeeper, the gully fieldsman, the bloke at fine leg is watching the ball. The same thing goes for the non-striker. He's got to watch the ball. And in cricket, when you're backing up and you watch the ball release and you see it's going on an angle down the leg side, you're nearly taking off anyway because you know he's going to hit right. it down to fine leg. So the whole game, the whole pretense of the game is watching the ball. The person at the non-striker's end also should watch the ball. And if you just wander out with not watching the ball, 
I say take the bars off and cheery mm. by. Yep. No, I've got no problem with that. Were you taught? Is that what you're taught as a young are. cricketer? Of course, you're right. Mm. Yeah, you've got you. You know, uh, and young Mackenzie Ho was interesting. We had, you know, that he said, you know, it's hard to sort of watch the ball and watch where the batter's going to hit it, but you get a sense of where the batter's going to hit it when you see the ball release because you know it's going. whether yeah, it's short, whether it's full. Mm-hmm. So you'll already know, know, and that's that's instinct. That's you play the game. You know when the ball comes out of a bowler's hand where it's going to pitch, whether you're the non-striker or the striker, because that that that's how you. You play the ball in the mm. first place, whether you're at the other end of the pitch or you're standing next to the bowler. So the the whole idea is just watch the ball. Yep, that makes sense to me. Uh, we'll do questions without notice uh, after the news. Uh, keep getting involved either on the phones, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or the 40 Winks. Temper Tex, Consumer's Choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. The way Simon started the show, I think he got out of the wrong side of his uh, temper mattress today. A little bit grumpy. It was windy all yesterday, and windy. It got up this morning early, and coffee. I windy. Got, <laughs> coffee wasn't quite hot. You know, Andy Mark here. claims there's no milk here. And, yeah, you know, Andy Mark claims that audio has been doctored. He's, he claims that's been doctored. That what, audio. What audio? Look, windy. Oh. He didn't say it with that high pitch. Oh, okay. That's rubbish, Andy. Well, what's wrong with having a bit of a high pitch? There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I so defensive about it. Of it. That's right. Get on Pickers. Get on show. the Bill Lorries. Yeah, Hutchie and Pickers. Get yeah. on with the boss and his second boss. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly right. Come on, Andy. Uh, let's get the latest from the newsroom with Anna. Andy Murray is a knob. The Charlie Battistian Co. Melbourne's finest facility for the repair of prestige German vehicles. Get your repair process started. Questions without notice. Questions without notice time. Thanks to our friends at Charlie Battisti. Simon, do you want to open the bowling or do you want me to throw one at you? Yeah. Will we see, after all the controversy in Sydney yesterday about the light, natural light and... um, Artificial light. Artificial light. Will we see a rule change in the next 12 months that if you have a certain standard of lighting at the ground, it will be used, not can be used, Will be used. Uh, we should, but I don't. Know, I don't think we will. I think. I think the game's got to ace it up. I mm. think the game has to move pretty quickly on this, and there's a lot of competing sports for the space. I think they've got to move really quickly. Second question. Yes. When we saw the blow up of the catch yesterday, mm. that came through on whatever camera it was, mm-hmm. Channel Seven camera. All. All. Angles, mm-hmm. blow-ups, any other side look, front look, back look, be available to the umpire in making his final decision? 100% yes. Of course. It's all about getting a right decision. And if that takes an extra two minutes because you need to blow it up or what, it doesn't matter. Just get it right. Does it matter how long it takes? Yeah, that's part of it. But it's too coincidental for me that suddenly say, and, oh, funnily enough, now we yeah. have this. So I, I think – the umpires or the game needs to know the capabilities of the cameras that are on field, and there is there is a um, uh, a, a number of those that are there in front of them, and they can pick. You know, we'll go to camera one, mm-hmm. as you hear them say. You know, yeah, that's right. have, yep. yeah, follow that through, take that yep. through. Yeah, oh, give us there, the side look, there. give us that look. Mm. They can call for whatever camera they want, best assist them to make the decision. Hundred percent agree. Uh, question for you: Is it time to revisit? the timing of the Sydney test? 
make it earlier. Oh, or less stormier. Period. Well, we just don't get it in. So since 1877, Sydney has had 25 days of washed out Test cricket. Second is Brisbane with eight. It's a lot, isn't it? And they always had the New Year's test, Sydney? As far as I remember, yeah, it's been the New Year's too. test. We used to go there as a kid mm-hmm. for holidays. We'd be in Sydney mm-hmm. and go to the test match. Uh, okay. Gee, be tough to take it away. Big market. Yeah, and it's an important test. The pink pink test has become iconic, and mm, it's a, a great right. fundraiser. You could still do that at a different time. And we've just got to be friendlier to Mother Nature during the year. Just got to be nicer to her. So she leaves us alone oh, for those yeah, five okay. days. I'll give you another question. Nick Kyrgios. He hasn't played a match on the ATP Tour since October. He's out of the United Cup, out of the Adelaide warm-up tournament. I'll put it to you, Nick Kyrgios. He ain't getting through the first week at the Australian Open this year. Out. Out? Out. Gee, I hope you're wrong. I'd love to see him keep going. Not a great prep. He adds to the tournament. Oh, God, the organisers and the TVs will be praying that he has a good tournament. It's not a good prep. Good prep for him because there's been a bit of controversy around mm-hmm. him. He loves that. Loves, loves a bit of off-court controversy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether he's getting on the court enough, is he? Not for my life. That's liking. what you're thinking, no, I don't think so. his ankle injury no, not, and no. not playing the United Cup. No. But he might have an exhibition hit at Kuyong. Against Novak. Yeah, against Novak. Mm. That'd be good. That would be great. That'd be good great, prep. Great right? unvaxxed versus the great vax. <laughs> they've no become, back. No they've back. become quite no close now, those two, after playing in the Wimbledon final. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, he said nice things about him, didn't he? Very nice. Novak said nice he things did. about Nick. No, he, he did, and vice versa. He's a good player. Fantastic player. Fantastic player. Great player, great entertainer. And he might be the, the same player if he wasn't a nut job. You, if he, if he didn't have that personality, he may not be the same for a player. While. Nut job. Oh, well, you know, for want of a better way of putting mm. it. Uh, probably not. A lot of people are like that. Yeah, you know, that's right. not carrying on and Correct. really in it. Well, John McEnroe. And, and saying us against them. A bit Dave Warner-ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, they're not the same player. That's true. If Dave Warner was meek and mild, like Usman Khawaja, wouldn't might happen. be the same player. Mm. That's probably why they compliment each other so well. I've got another one for unless you got another one for me. I've got another one for you, mm. Mark War. This was interesting uh, yesterday. We're going to we've got going to take some spinners to India. We've got two spinners playing in this game with Nathan Lyon and Ashton Agar. There's a couple of others on the fringe, but uh, Mark War went with a very left field suggestion. Well, at the moment, I reckon he's about about 80 to 1, but I think he's really? firm. Oh, just yeah. for something different. Just I think there's a bit of mystery about him. He's got some tricks, um, which I think you're going to need against um, the Indian batsman. And he, he bowls quite accurate. So he bowls at the stumps, and he just does enough either way. So I know it's a really left field no, suggestion, like it. but it's something the selectors may well think about. He's talking about Patrick Dooley going to India yeah. as part of the test squad. I think it's a... Really good suggestion. He hasn't played. Has he played a first-class game? But see, that that's the, the wrong question. What's well, my the wrong question. question? Is is he capable of playing Test cricket? That just because he has statistics behind him doesn't mean he is capable or isn't capable of playing Test cricket. So everyone straight away goes to the books. Says, How many games he played? What's he done? The art of selection is saying that guy is ready to play. That is the art of selection. Anyone can read a book and say, mate, he's averaging forty-eight. Get him mm-hmm. in. Every, anyone can do that. But a good selector knows his player and the qualities they need to play at whatever level they're selecting for. So I have no problem with, you know, Lance Morris is another one. Lance Morris hasn't 
set the world on fire as such, but he's got yeah, he's had a good pace. He's got a good um, record in the Shield this year, Lance Morris, yeah, unlike Hooli yeah. Dooley. You know, um, Michael Hussey had to, you know, they didn't pick him until he was 31. Yeah, but he had a lot of uh, four-day cricket under his belt. Quite right, yeah, but they didn't say get him in way back then. They knew he had to, well, what they judged was he had to play a lot more cricket, and it was a lot harder to get into that team. But I'm getting away from the point. The point is... You are. Um selection is is more subjective mm-hmm. than objective. You know, objective, you could just keep opening the stat sheet and pick your team that way. You ain't going to pick the right one. You often are not going to pick the right one, and you're going to miss people. You know, there are a lot of players that have had a shot at the title from not having six or seven years of credibility mm. racked up. They've just come on the scene and played three games, and the next thing, bang, they're there. So you don't think it's a you don't think it's an outrageous suggestion? No, then? I do not. I love the way, but I love his swing, his mm-hmm. arm, and they weren't picking him the other night down in Tassie. Now, how that equates then to you know, red ball cricket, you know, four day cricket on a you know day one, but you know, good sign when batters doesn't matter what form of the game aren't picking you out of their hand. Really good sign. That was a solid session of. Uh... Questions without notice, I thought. I thought it was, but Charlie, yeah. but you're finishing, One of our better ones. You're finishing the show very, very strongly. Uh, this is Summer Breakfast. Still haven't had a coffee. There's no you, milk. Well, maybe that's the secret. It's kept you on no edge. Coffee. No, it's kept you on edge. Hungry. Mm. Some cereal. Mm. Coxie should have got, got us one by now. But, you know, he's, just sat there. he's changed. Sat he's there been on air a little bit. Uh, this is Summer Breakfast with Julinda Stoop and Simon O'Donnell. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. When you say back surgery, some people start to freak out, but um, I just got to treat it like any other surgery. I started to get moving and stuff, which was exciting, but um, from here, we sort of map out a bit of a plan. Went through stages really good, and then other stages where we had to try a few different things, and Probably at my age, um, we exhausted every other option and um, it was evident that surgery was needed. I'll have um, goals to hit along the way um, and then from there I think I'll know when I'm ready to play and then we just got to weigh up um, whether that's the right timing from a risk point of view. That was the voice of young Carlton star Sam Walsh uh, back at the Blues yesterday talking about his recent back surgery, which you'll see him miss at least the first month of the season. Tell you what, Jan 4 and we're doing car park interviews at footy clubs. That's That could be a first. It's very early. Mm. But well done to Mitch Cleary because everyone wants to hear from Sam Walsh and he got the story. So well done there. You're getting plenty of support uh, off the 40 Winks temper. He's, you know, backing up Mark Wall's suggestion about uh, Hooley potentially being in the squad. Uh, remember Shane Warren was picked out of nowhere. Um, Marnus Lubbershane is a perfect example. You don't have to have great shield stats, and he's been amazing for Australia, says Steve on the road. And Sam and Hobart sort of going the other way. Love left field selections, but Dooley has not even played a second 11 state cricket. Club cricket to test cricket is a huge jump, says Sam and Hobart. Yeah, I think all of that adds up. But, um, you know, you've got to keep your mind open, and whether it's he plays two second 11 games and gets a go next year, it doesn't matter. He may never make it. You, you've got to make sure that you just don't have a, a set routine for selecting a, a cricket team or any sporting team for that matter. Mm. You, you've got to understand what's required and what you think they're capable of. It does That doesn't necessarily stand out on a stat sheet. How many spinners will we take to India? Three. Three. 
pick the three, and that may include Travis Head. Yep. As a, as a spinner as and well. Manus bowls a bit of spin. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Travis ahead of Manus yes. probably. Yeah, fair enough. Minute. But you know that they could be handy over there because they'll they'll be dry and they'll be low. Yeah, there was a uh, that Pakistan Test New Zealand. I think they've just finished first innings in that. Uh, over at Roar, I think it's at Roar, no, it's at Lahore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one bounced twice last night. The spinner. We've got to fix it. We've got to fix the pitches in Pakistan. Lower and lower. They're no good. <laughs> well, at least they're playing cricket there again. No, that's great, but they're roads. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they are roads, which is boring. You'll get a probably a result here. I think the Packies are forty odd runs behind with a wicket in hand, and in the first innings, and things are starting to go a bit awry. So we'll see a bit more of the. Bit more action coming that test match. It'll be a good test match. I've got a feeling. Yeah, it'll be a very good finish. Well, hopefully get a result there. Just remember, Australia's best cyclists are back in Ballarat on January six. So from tomorrow, don't miss the twenty twenty three Road Cycling National Championship. So uh, that will be an interesting one off the back of uh, the Bay Crits uh, this week. Uh, let's just play Jared's take uh, on the bad light rule, and uh, it's going to be a big issue today potentially. Uh, given the weather might not be good in Sydney. Can we do that, Cox? Is it run too long? There we go. Here's Jared from earlier in the show today. Yeah, too much play was lost yesterday. Um, I think any... Uh, the common sense tag is is fair enough. Is 32,000 people are there. It's a showpiece event. The rain delays are one thing, but uh, they were all, all... Umpires and players were too precious with the light. Now, that's easy to say when you are sitting on the outside, but they went off prematurely in the middle of the first session and then that set the bar too low. And then it was it was almost a bad joke at one stage when the rain had finished, the game had been prepared, the patrons had been told play was about to resume and they walked out with the light meter and uh, and declined to start. Uh, and it there is um there are there are moments of uh, it's almost illogical that at a ground that has such a storied lighting as the SCG that you would be off at two in the afternoon with light. Now, Simon's uh, lived the experience and there is a little bit of a pushback this morning from those set of former players, which they they lined up behind Steve Waugh, who was in the crowd. So he had a a good read on the unrest that was happening in the stands. Alan Border, Mark Waugh is they weren't advocates of continuing to play through poor light when they were playing, but Steve's suggestion that you have to move with the times feels right. So to be there yesterday, it was uh, it was unsatisfactory for the, for the occasion that so much play was lost. So that was Jared's take on it. Uh, the SEN Test cricket team coming up from nine o'clock play, hopefully starting a bit earlier today at ten a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, Ian Peely was he another one picked out of nowhere? He was. Mm-hmm. Heels hadn't played um, much at all. Uh, Greg Chappell was the, a great supporter of Ian Healy's, and yes, there's lots of them, mm. uh, and that's just the way it's got to be. You see somebody, you think, oh no, that's the one. Um, there's, there's an X factor there. Let's let's. Get them in now. It doesn't mean you're right all the time, but you've got to you've got to just have that within you that mm. that you're prepared to go to that level. Because if you again, if you just do it off the stat sheet, you're gone. Yep, the artist, no, no good. The artist selecting, as you mentioned. Let's get our final break away on summer breakfast, as we say. We'll head up to the SCG after nine. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, and all the SEN Test cricket commentary team ready to go for day two. 
The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. All over in the four games of the Premier League this morning, Nottingham Forest beat Southampton away 1-0. Leeds, West Ham finished 2-all. Aston Villa, Wolves 1-all. And Spurs 4, Crystal Palace Nil other bolters coming through on the 40 wings temper. Glenn McGrath, Peter Taylor. PT. Peter who? Wasn't that the headline? Yep, it was. Peter who? Yeah, Bob, Murphy told, Bob Murphy told the story a couple of years ago that his mother had a crush on Peter Taylor. I can, I can understand that. Can you? Yeah, PT had the mo back in his day. He looked very slick. I've never heard of a woman having a crush on Peter Taylor. PT. Runs a big cotton farm. I was going to say, in where New is South Wales. Peter Taylor he's, these days? Um, he's a farmer, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a one-day his family have been, he? you know, cropping for a long, long, mm-hmm. long time, and he now runs that enterprise, as far as I know. Okay, and uh, he's yeah, they they have cotton and grain and all that sort of in central New South Wales. Mm-hmm. There somewhere. He was a real one-day specialist, wasn't he, Peter? He was. Taylor? We had a wor- 1987 World Cup reunion a, a couple of years back, and. Uh, and PT came down and oh, awesome. big land cruise how with often do you bull catch bars up? all how around often it. Does that so happen? He's in the middle of nowhere. The reunion. What was it? 20 years? 30 mm-hmm. years, was it? 30 years that Would one. have been, yeah. 87, 2017. Yeah. How many, how, many the, how many of the squad Seven, turned up? 30. I don't know. Good. Yeah. No, no, everyone. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, all got home 7, 8 in the morning. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, let's hope for more cricket on day two that we got uh, yesterday. We're going to cross up now to the team. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell... And the rest of the SEN Test Cricket commentary team. Grumble bum.